up. Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Kat, and along with me are my fellow hosts. We have first the Queen of Cards, Dragon Rider, and then you know her, you love her, of course, it's always Smarms. How are we all doing tonight? Uh, good, excited to get into these cards. Yeah. Yeah. We have all the cards now. Yeah. We have all the cards. <laughs> and we're a week oh. away from the expansion. So That's right. Crazy. Yeah. So it, I feel like it came up so quickly. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just me, but it did feel like quickly this time too, so I I agree with that. So well, let's just dive into it. We're going to do a full set review like we always do. We're going to break it up into two episodes. This week, we'll be going through Death Knight, through Paladin, alphabetical order, of course. So we'll be covering the cards of six classes, and we will be using the following scale. Sparms, you want to run us through it? So Yeah, it's a one through six scale. Really, it's uh, one through five, and then uh, the six being the way overpowered, please nerf. Uh, you know, one being just stand out bad, like actively bad. Number two being like usable in fringe, uh, fringe cases. Uh, three being like decently strong, uh, key support in a few decks. Four being very strong, good in several decks. And then five is format defining. And then once again, like I said, six earlier is the, uh, oh, this is coming in like a wrecking ball kind of card. <laughs> you know, I feel like we haven't had as many of those that we've rated yeah. uh, lately. So I'm curious to see if we're going to have any ratings of sixes for this set. Okay, well, let's, let's find out. And first we will start with Death Knight and I will start us off um, with Hylia. She is a four mana, four, four, one plague rune. Uh, Battle cry, shuffle all three plagues into your opponent's deck. Plagues, uh, they draw this game are unending. So, um, what the plagues are, I'll just run them through real quick. They are one mana spells that are cast when drawn. Uh, the first one is blood plague, uh, take two damage, restore two health. Two health to the enemy hero. Uh, next is Frost Plague. Take two damage when your uh, your next card costs one more, up to ten. So it can't, it can't become uncastable if you have ten mana. And then Unholy Plague. Cast when drawn. Take two damage. Summon a 2-2 undead for your opponent. And it's an undead peasant. It's a two mana 2-2. Two, two. And that's it. So... I gave this a three. I mean, I don't know. I am kind of mild on these plagues. And you'll hear us referencing the plagues are a theme in this set. So when we talk, when the cards talk about the plagues, it is talking about those three cards. So, but she does make them repeating. So unending means that the plagues are shuffled back into your deck after you draw them. So... So I gave this a four just because I always think it's so nice when, uh, you know, there's some elements of a card that autoplay for you. I think that's like a really nice feature to have. Um, And, you know, considering you can get uh, this card out kind of early, I'm going to put it at a four. 
This one is so interesting. Like I had, I put it as a four, then I put it to a three and now I've jumped it up to a five. Like, I don't know <laughs> where to put this. So the reason I'm giving this a five, I think is what I'm landing on is just because that definition that we have for five is format defining. And I think this creating those plagues and making them unending, it, you know, as long as this works, but I think, I think it will, at least to some degree, I think that literally will create its own archetype and be something that like actually kind of creates a new, not only archetype, but like a new thing in the meta. Uh, I know I've seen a lot of people compare this and these plagues to like maybe the old school, like bomb warrior, but I don't know. I just, I think that if this really actually is the thing, like this is the card because of the unending that makes it, completely defining so i'm gonna go with five okay i think that's extremely valid i went extremely conservative on it i was just i'm not sure on the plague so um next up we have the titan the primus <clears throat> eight mana seven nine titan after this card uh, uses his ability discover a card with that rune so we've already gone through all the Titans and what their abilities are. Um, I mean, I think this is good. Um, I gave it a three. It's not extra, like, it feels solid. I don't know if it's, uh, a very strong card, but it feels strong. It feels solid. So I, I don't know. A three for me. I, the Titans are weird and I don't know how to rate them. So I gave it a five uh, just because I I think that ability is kind of strong. Plus, like, you're being able to pick, like, which uh, rune you discover on the first, you know, when you first play it. And so I think it's kind of good. So that's why I gave it a five. I ended up right in the middle. I gave it a four um, because, for me, this is something that you can put into any Death Knight deck, no matter what the rune is. And you can get... Oh, obviously the rune effect that maybe works with whatever archetype you're playing or you can pick something else completely and just being able to discover a card on top of getting whatever bonus you're doing i think just is so solid on its own so i landed on four okay next we have chain guardian it is an 11 mana eight five rush reborn Cast one less for each plague shuffled into the enemy deck this game. I I don't know. I again I don't know how to read these plagues. I don't know if they're gonna be like super powerful, if they're going to be like mid, so I went safe and gave it a three because even if you with that it becomes an eight with uh Helia, it becomes an eight mana 8-5 with Rush Reborn, so it gets to attack twice. If it dies, like, it affects the board. So it is good. I just don't know how quick and how cheap you can give it, so. Yeah, so I gave it a uh, 3 as well. I do think it's starting at 11 is kind of where it threw me off. Um, but I do think, like, it is kind of a fun effect. And if particularly if plagues kind of pop off, then it does seem like that'll be really great in that case. I'm going to. 
Uh, I'm giving it a two. I think it feels kind of fringy. It really only has to go in decks where you're playing those plagues. Like, you're not playing in a deck that's not running any plague stuff because uh, just you can't play it at that point. Uh, and I don't know. I think even, you know, with the Giants, and this kind of fits in that, even though it's an 8-5, but the Rush maybe has that extra benefit to it. The Giant-type minions are always kind of hit or miss. So... I'm just going to go for two right now. I don't think it's going to be all that like amazing. Okay. Then we have distressed Cav or uh, Caldir. It's a two mana, three, two undead. Also that giant is not an undead. It doesn't have a minion type. So that is also something. True. It's a, uh, and I should mention it was a one plague ruin card too. So the distressed killer is a, uh, two plague rune, a two mana, three two death rattle. Shuffle two random plagues into your opponent's deck. Um, I give it a three. It's a three two. It's fine stats. It's got a death rattle. Uh, again, this is me saying I don't know where the plagues are going. So, like, I played it safe and went right up the middle on this one. So I gave it a three. You're right, because like that's not a bad body to have. Um, and. I just think like getting that extra little bonus death rattle seems like a good call. I just landed on a two for this one. Um, I think it's an okay body. I, I'm not really sure if people want to play this in more just like a, you know, unholy rune type of deck and not any more plague focused deck. I do like the aggressive stats, but I also am somebody like, I want the things to happen now. So I'm like, I want this to be a battle cry, not a death rattle, but okay. Okay. And then we move on to a rare spell. It's a, uh, it's called down with the ship. It is a two mana, uh, shadow spell that requires one frost, one plague ruin, um, deal three damage to an enemy minion, uh, to a minion. If it dies, shuffle three, uh, two random plagues into the opponent's deck. So this is like Frost Strike, Heart Strike, you know, Plague Strike. So it's very similar to all of those. Requires two ruins to do it. I give it a three because it feels like even you can kill your own minions with it too. So you're able to like kill your own stuff to shuffle plagues into your deck. All of those cards pretty much see play. Why not this? This seems fine. So, yeah. I gave it a four. Um, I do think it is good. My only concern with it is like that one frost and then one plague. And, um, you know, like that's like a little bit concerning. But other than that, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, that's kind of my concern with it. And with like some of this these cards in general because it does seem like they really want you to kind of do a frost and unholy deck although a lot of the cards are actually you know only unholy um but this one i still landed on a three as well i think honestly just two mana to deal three to a minion seems fine uh and then you know you have the upside of if it dies you do something um it feels weird being a shadow spell in death knights i would I think, you know, Shadow is Rogue, but I don't honestly know if this is one necessarily that most of the time people run, but even outside of, like, Plague decks, this is going to be one that's going to be awesome to get off of Discover effects. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, next up we have Frozen Over. It's a one one frost rune, two mana spell. Both players draw two cards. The uh, opponent cannot play them next turn. So your opponent draws two cards as well, but they cannot play either one of them the next turn. I give this a three. It seems like a solid draw tool. And it has the added effect of drawing something into your opponent's hand they can't use for at least a turn. So, like, it's there's an upside. You're not just giving your opponent free cards, essentially, that they can just immediately hit you back with. So, I gave it a three. I also gave it a three. I do think that it is, like, kind of a dick move, but a little bit in a funny way. Uh, it'll be irritating to play against, that's for sure. Um, but it is, like, also just nice draw for yourself. I think they did a good job on balancing, like, drawing for yourself versus, like, um, you know, cheap draw versus all the other factors. So, yeah, I give it a three. All right. Hot take. I hate this. I gave it a one. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I feel like even though your opponents can't play it, the cards the next turn, like... I don't know. I think there has been cards like that that have tried to slow your opponent down, and I don't feel like they just tend to do very much. So for Standard, maybe it's great in other formats, but I don't know. The way that I think uh, Standard has gone a lot, I I just don't think it's all that great. So it's a one. Okay, then we have Tomb Trader, a Frost and a Plague Rune. It's a four mana, four, three. Uh, Battlecry, destroy a plague in your opponent's deck to deal three damage to all enemy minions. Uh, I give this a two. Like, it's fringy at best in, like, a plague deck, and you have to have drawn plagues and put plagues into your opponent's deck before this works. So, if you don't have them, it's just a four, three for four, which sucks. So, yeah, I gave it a two. So I gave it a four um, just because I have seen how important area of effect uh, things have been for like uh, my play style. So I kind of like it. That's why I gave it a four. Um, I think this one is pretty decent. I didn't go quite as high. I just landed on a two, but I still think it's pretty good. Like maybe it ends up being a three. Um, but uh, the reason I landed on a two instead of three is again, because of that one frost one unholy. So I'm like, I just, I don't know where the incorporating like both of those runes in your deck building and really trying to lean into the plague thing is going to be. Okay. Then we have the commons we have a, uh, three mana, three, three undead, the eulogizer, battle cry, spend three corpses to deal three damage. Forge gain them instead. So it becomes Battle Cry, gain three corpses, deal three damage. I give this a three. I don't know how often you could use the Forge effect, but like getting three corpses isn't a big ask, and this can go face. So yeah, and it doesn't have any ruin requirements on it. So three damage on a three three body that just spends corpses sounds good to me. Yeah, and I think like spending that extra two mana to have the card forged uh, is kind of a worthwhile effect if you're um, wanting to do that. So I give it a three as well. All right. Well, a little bit different, but I went even higher. I gave this a five. I love this one. It's so cool. I Like you said, um, it's 
it seems like it's got all the stuff, right? Like it just does so many things. I think it's super flexible and I am excited to play with this card. So for me, it's a five. Um, then we have Northern Navigation. It's a two mana frost spell, one uh, frost rune requirement. Discover a spell from your deck. If it's a frost spell, freeze an random enemy minion. Ah, uh, this is crazy. I gave it a four. Like, this is just, like, for Frost Death Knight, this is insanity. This lets you draw and freeze. Like, this is just everything Frost Knight, Death Knight wants to do. Draws a card, freezes a minion, and it lets you tutor out your Frostworm Fury or whatever you want to pull out of your deck. So, like, seems good to me. So I gave it a three, but now I kind of feel like I underrated it a little bit based on what you're saying, because that you're right in like the context of a purely frost deck, that's going to be amazing. Um, So yeah, I gave it a three, but I can definitely see it being amazing. I gave it a three, but I I feel like after hearing what Kat said, I kind of want (laughs) to bump it up too. I'm like, maybe I should have rated this higher. I don't know. It's just, um, I I think it can maybe be used in some other decks, like maybe the one frost and unholy type decks uh, because it's only one frost rune requirement. So maybe because of that as well, it actually goes in multiple decks and maybe it is a four. Um, Okay. You've convinced me. I'm going to put four instead of a three. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And the last card is the staff of Primus. It is a one mana, one, three weapon, uh, two plague rune requirement. After your hero attacks, shuffle a random plague into your opponent's deck. I give this a three. I mean, it's a one, it's a one mana, one, three weapon that shuffles something into your opponent's deck. I don't even think you have to run full plagues for this to be good. Like, I just think it's a good weapon that lets you just start swinging and doing damage. It's, one three weapons are generally good so i gave it a three all right i kind of went i thought this was gonna be really good so i gave it a five i just think for like that one cost being able to get three plagues in your opponent's deck that seems kind of amazing to me so i gave it a five you know i only put a three but yeah i sometimes think that i've underestimated the weapons in particular um, but I, I don't know. I think I'm just going to keep it at a three. We'll see what happens. Uh, it does have that double unholy rune requirement. So I'm a little bit hesitant to rate some of the, you know, two or three cost stuff higher. Um, but yeah, we'll see. All right. So moving on to demon hunter, we have our, uh, first Titan uh, or only Titan of Demon Hunter. Uh, uh, so we have Argus the Emerald Star. It's a seven mana five five. Minions to the left of this have rush and once the right have lifesteal. I give this a four. I think Titans are gonna be powerful. I think, you know, like it's their linchpin piece, but I don't think this is like a crazy overpowered one like we've seen from other Titans. I also gave it a four. Um... I think this one is pretty cool. I think it really fits into the like theme of Demon Hunter. And I am really excited. I think I mentioned this when we talked about it before, but I'm excited for more like placement things to matter on how you place stuff. So I'm kind of excited for this. So I also gave it a four. I gave it a three because although the rush 
component is very thematic. Like, if you play this on turn seven, you're not playing it with any other minions. And if you have minions already on the board, they can already attack. Then what is Rush really doing for you? Like, that's my thought. But... There are things that get cheaper. Yes, I understand you can make things cost-free. And a lot of those already have Rush. So, like, in my mind, like, the lifesteal is interesting. The abilities are interesting. I'm still not sure on Titans. Like, so I just went with the safe three. I think it's going to be strong, but I don't know how strong. All right. So our next legendary is Jotun the Eternal. Jotun, whatever he is, he's a five mana four five battle cry for the rest of the game. Cast a copy of the first spell you draw um, each turn at enemies. And so I give this a five. I think this is going to be incredible. Like the fact that that's a battle cry and not just an ongoing effect. That's amazing. I'm going with just a solid three here because I'm not really sure how I feel on this one. Uh, the cast the copy at enemies sounds really weird for like, especially some of the cards that we're going to talk about. But like, how does that work when, okay, you're drawing a copy of a spell and then your spell might like discover something. That's not really being cast at, at enemies. So that seems like it's beneficial but then would you want to run things? So like, I don't know. It seems like a really interesting card. I'm not really sure where to place it yet. I'm just going to kind of put it in the three and see what happens. And also, again, I think I said this last expansion when we were reviewing some of this stuff. Legendary battle cries that change the whole game, especially in this like four, five, six um, mana slot for me. They just feel really, really high rolly, kind of hit or miss. Like you have to get them and then play them. And then you get the effect. So for me, it's like, is this really actually going to be something that you can get consistently and pull off that effect like you'd want to? I don't know. So the way I read it is that like, if it's a, if you get a far or a far sight, you just draw cards. Like you, it doesn't, ca- you know, it, all the other right. things, drawing stuff just happens. Like it just goes off like normal. If it can target the enemy, it does target the enemy. So, like, if it targets an enemy minion, it can target the enemy minions. If there's no minions, it does nothing, I assume. And then if it can target face, it can go face. I give it a three just because it... I don't know. It just... It feels like there are times you don't... May not want... It just gives your opponent information, A, because they're, they know what spell you just drew. And sometimes you might not want that to happen, and there might be some stuff that can affect you negatively. I don't know. I I give it a three. All right, moving on down here. Our next guy is Mythical Terror. He's a seven mana, three ten. Uh, Lifesteal, at the end of your turn, forced all enemy minions to attack this. I give this a three. I think it has a fun effect, and particularly with that lifesteal, that's kind of amazing. Um... But on the other hand, he does cost seven mana, and that does seem a little bit expensive for what we've got going on here. I went ahead and gave this a four. I think this is super cool. Uh, Most notably, he has demon and beast as a tag. And I don't know, for me, I'm just looking at this thinking, big demons? Big demon, uh, all right, demon hunter? 
So you can potentially like get this out, repeat this. I don't know. This just seems pretty cool. Um, I the the attack on it is a little bit sad, and I do wish it had something like rush, but that would just be like <laughs> overpowered. I don't know. Um, you know, Death Knight already has something like that. Why why can't we just have Death Knight things in Demon Hunter? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it still is going to have some uses. I'm really excited for this one. This is bad. <laughs> this is really bad. I would have given it a one if they weren't a two-headed dog that was so cute. I want to squish behind the ears. But no, like, it just, like, the, it doesn't seem like it fits the, like, the big demon hunter composition. Like, it doesn't, it's not effective. It doesn't hit things hard. Like, it, like, demon, big demon hunters things is it gets to like turn five, six, and it just punches you and ends the game. Like, it tries to end the game really quick. This extends the game. And like, this is like a recovery tool. And I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't see where it fits personally. So I can get the excitement as a priest player. If this wasn't priest, I'd be losing my mind right about now. But like, there you go. <laughs> exactly. So I give it two. Okay. So uh, next up, we've got a two mana spell, Runic Adornment. It's a discover spell that costs three or less. Shuffle two copies of that into your deck that cast when drawn. I gave this a six, considering. Like, Demon Hunters does nothing but churn through cards, so you're getting two spells of your choice being cast for free um, in, like, an adaptable way. And I think that that's kind of amazing, and that'll be super strong. Um, I went ahead and gave this a three. Uh, I do like the Discover and Shuffling more in. Uh, it's going to be interesting seeing like which spells you might want to shuffle back in that are going to be cast when drawn. But I think the fact that you get to discover what that is uh, makes that a little bit better, right? So ideally you're not like, oh crap, I'm going to end up dealing damage to myself or some of my minions without wanting to uh, when those are just cast when drawn. Um, so I think the discover really helps that be super flexible and two mana seems really sweet to have this effect. So I think it's pretty nice. I gave it a three as well, and pretty much for all the same reasons that you just uh, listed, Dragon Rider. Okay, so moving on to our rares, we have Crystalline Statue. It's a two mana, five, four. Rush starts dormant after you draw four cards, this awakens. I put this as a four just because, once again, on my basis that uh, Demon Hunter, very good at drawing cards. Very quick, and like getting that down on turn two... And it having Rush, that's kind of amazing. The Rush is pretty good. Um, I'm hesitant, though, about the starting dormant thing. Because, again, I feel like we have had cards like this before. And the last time that we did have something like this, I don't think it had Rush, if I remember correctly. But it was like just bad like nobody used it <laughs> it was so sad maybe the rush accounts for that and maybe there is enough draw that you can actually pull this off like pretty quickly but even just playing this on turn two you're kind of just doing nothing that turn so uh, i don't know i gave it a two and like a we'll see what happens i gave it a three just because i mean dormant isn't the end of the world and it seems like there's a lot of draw on demon hunter right now and like it reminds me of like the dormant fellhound from Hunter back in uh, League of or Saviors of Old Dune. So 
Yeah, I gave it a three. I think it seems solid. Okay, so our next card up is Momentum. It's a five mana spell. Give your hero plus four attack this turn. Cost one less for each card you've drawn this turn. I give this a four. Um, I think it'll be really good. Plus four attack is kind of awesome, particularly like if you're going to be able to like cheat this out for pretty cheap, um, then that seems like a good solid play. So four. I kind of went the other direction. I gave this a two. Um, I don't like the fact that this is so expensive on its own for adding your, you know, attack for Demon Hunter. Uh, and I like, I don't know, I guess cost one, one less for each card you've drawn this turn. So it's always going to cost four, right? At least if you just drew the one card initially for the start of your turn. But I just think that typically you want to be paying less for that damage and demon hunter has better ways of doing that so i feel like this is kind of fringy probably only going to be really fit into decks that are focused on this super heavy draw so it's a two for me i give it a three i'll meet you guys in the middle <laughs> yeah it's just it seems like doable to get down to like two mana and that seems like a fair price for this so yeah i give it a three Okay, so next up is a three-mana spell, Weight of the World. Uh, this is also a rare. It's uh, draw two cards, and if you forge it, uh, draw cards until you have as many in your hand as your uh, opponent. Um, then draw... Oh my gosh, sorry, I'm trying to read yeah. the forged. Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, basically better effects, you know, when forged, like the huge. Uh, so, um, I gave this a four just because of the amount of cards that you can draw, particularly like when forged, um, because you like, you get those additional two cards. I think that's a pretty good effect. And, um, yeah. Um, I gave it a three. I think it's pretty solid just drawing two cards on its own. I mean, maybe again with like the trying to draw a whole bunch of cards that, does, does seem like something they're trying to do. I don't know how many different Demon Hunter decks want to like play this and try to forge it to draw a whole bunch. And that might be meta dependent too. Like if you're facing against aggressive decks that are just kind of dumping their hand, you're not going to care about getting that extra effect. But I mean, three, you know, three mana for two cards, still pretty decent with the potential to be something more. Uh, so I just went for three. I gave it a three as well pretty much exactly for those reasons okay so moving on to our commons we've got the argonite golem it's a three mana one five and then it has plus one attack for each card you've drawn this turn i gave this a three i've seen mechs that kind of have this feature and it tends to work pretty good and i think it'll be a solid feature All right. Uh, sorry about that. My mute button went unclick. <laughs> um, I don't know. I landed on a two for this one. I think it's okay. I think the you really have to draw a lot of cards to get more benefit off of it. Um, it just seems okay to me. I gave it a one. It just it doesn't retain it. Like it's per turn. So one turn you could have plus seven attack, and the next turn it's a two five. Like it's just. It's so, like, if it was a battle cry, gain plus one attack for each card you draw on this turn, fine. But with it being dependent on each turn, I don't like this. I think it's a one. 
All right, so next up, we have a Disciple of Argus. It's a three mana 2-2, two, two, Death Rattles, summon two 2-2 two, two elementals with uh, Taunt. I gave this a three, mainly because of how cute I think the Crystal Elemental is. I, I don't really see um, Demon Hunter really like caring about Taunt and stuff like that. That just doesn't, I don't know. I don't really think it matters for them as much, but... Yeah, I don't know. I gave this one a two. I am so, so curious about the death rattle stuff. Because, like, why do I feel like we're seeing these death rattles here? I'm like, I guess it's more of a defensive thing, but that just doesn't kind of feel like typically what Demon Hunter wants to do. So it just, it's like, hmm, it doesn't feel like it aligns to me. So it's just a two. I gave it a two as well. It's a three minute two, two that gives you... Two, two additional like i don't know what deck this goes into so like but it's not terrible like i could see someone wanting to use this i just don't know where it goes all right so next up and our last one for demon hunter we've got eridar deceptor it's a four mana three five whenever you draw a card summon a one one demon with rush i give this a two like if you're this doesn't have enough health to be super sticky, so you're not going to be, like, doing this a ton. And it's only a 1-1, one, one, which is, like, better than nothing, but not great in my mind. Ooh, interesting. I actually gave this a 4 because I feel like this is the payoff to drawing a bunch of cards. Um, that you kind of want to be really aggressive. You want to take out your opponent's stuff and them having rush uh, to be able to like take out your opponent's stuff while you're drawing cards and then other minions like the body itself being able to hit face uh, seems like you could potentially be doing all the things and that seems good i also gave it a four this is very violet teacher it's the same stat line it does pretty much the same thing as violet teacher um so and that was always good but like you know you don't have any, like, huge board buffs like you did with Druid, but this is still seems very solid. You get to draw cards and summon minions for free with Rush. So I think it's, like you said, I think it's the payoff for it. So, All right. Well, I am glad that you brought up Druid because that's our next class. Let's talk about Druid cards. So the first one we have is the uh, Titan which is Arnar, the Life Binder. She is a 10 mana, 5-7 Titan. After this uses an ability, summon a 5-5 Ancient with Taunt. And I believe we already talked about the um, abilities, but she has Restore Your Hero to Full Health, Refresh Your Mana Crystals, or Draw Cards Until Your Hand is Full. Uh, super, super flexible. I am honestly giving this a five. I think this can fit into a lot of different uh, Druid decks. Probably not like aggressive Druid decks, but kind of other, any other deck that's not like, you know, topping out at five or six mana. Um, but the fact that you could repeat your mana for a turn and essentially get two turns worth of mana in one turn is so nutty. I give it a four. It's... I mean, it's really solid, don't get me wrong, but, like, I, again, if I could understand Titans a little bit better right now, I, I might have a different way to rate them, but, like, I just don't feel like it's going to be round long enough to do more than one thing, and, like, that one thing is very strong, but I don't know if it's a five strong. So I ended up giving it a six, 
just because I do think it is going to be like that strong. I think that this is going to be so hard to play against if like it gets to those late turns. Uh, this this just seems like one of the strongest cards I've seen to date um, with all of its abilities. All of like its individual abilities, even if you only get one to pop off, like you could heal yourself completely or, you know, have second turn if first turn wasn't enough. So like, in my mind, this one's a six. Our first six, hey. <laughs> All right. All right, the next legendary we have is Freya, Keeper of Nature. She is an eight mana, four, six. Choose one, duplicate your hand, or summon copies of all other friendly minions. Um, I'm giving this a two. I, this just seems so weird. I mean, paying eight, then duplicate your hand. Um, why? I mean, honestly, like, if we're gonna do that, I'm gonna put in the fizzle or not whatever what are the, the photography guy right the neutral that just snapshots your hand and puts the thing in yeah you gotta wait for that but it's cheaper all around to do that um and then summoning copies of all other friendly minions well this is a body plus your other friendly minions you only have so much board space i don't know what you're hoping to get unless you can have like a couple of giant rush things or something that has charge uh, I don't quite see it here, so it's a two for me. Um, I get a four just because I feel like both these effects are really strong. I don't really know, and some of these, I've had a hard time with these cards, so, like, uh, I could be way off on this one, and I freely admit it. Okay, so, well, I went more in line with that, because I gave it a five. To me, this is, like, Amazing, because what if you get second ENR, like, uh, or, and with the amount of stuff of the choose one where you get to have both effects, this, this to me seems super strong uh, for how druid, you know, like, uh, like bigger druid with lots of mana plays uh, in my mind. So I give it a five. Moving on into our uh, epics here for Druid, we have Ancient of Growth. It's a seven mana, five, five. Choose one, summon three, two, two treants, or transform your treants into five, five ancients with taunt. I love this card. I gave it a four. I think this is super cool. And if you also can manage to, uh, to change or transform cards or like make your next card uh, get both effects, Summon a couple, like summon three treants, and then those plus any treants you already had are going to become five fives. That, and you get this five five. I don't know. That seems really neat. I think there's actually some support for the treant stuff here. So that's why I think it's going to work a little bit better. Yeah, I think it's solid. So I gave it a three. I, it require, it feels like it requires a little bit more effort to get like the real superpower out of it. But even if you don't, it's still uh, nine or uh, eleven, eleven or worth of stats for seven, which seems fine over four bodies. So, like, seems good to me. Uh, so I gave it a three just because kind of the same reasoning. Like, it's solid. I definitely think there will be some places where it's super helpful and uh, it does kind of have fun effects. Our next uh, epic is Disciple of Anar. It's a four mana, four, four. 
battle cry, your next choose one card has both effects combined. Uh, pretty solid. I gave this a three. Uh, I think the fact that you're getting this battle cry that is going to affect over multiple turns just because it's your next choose one. So it doesn't have to be the same turn. It doesn't even have to be next turn. You just get that effect whenever you're going to play your next choose one card. Um, four for a four, four is pretty nice. Honestly, this might even just be a four on its own, but I'm putting it as a three just because I don't think, uh, I don't know, like choose ones have always been kind of finicky. I've always wanted them to be a thing, but that doesn't always mean that they have been great. So I'm going for a three. Yeah, that I couldn't have said that better. Like that's that's where I have it, and that's the reasoning why I gave it a three. Uh, so I ended up giving it a five, just because I do think, like, in my mind, I've seen choose ones be like used to great effect, and I've also like use them and i think they're kind of fun so i gave it a five fair all right moving into our rares the first one we have is uh conservator nymph it's a three mana three four battle cry transform a friendly treant into a five five ancient with taunt uh i'm just gonna go with a, a three again on this one but this one seems pretty solid like a lot of these druid cards honestly to me seem really just really good or just solid in their own right. Uh, the downside, I guess, is that you do have to have a friendly treant to transform. Otherwise you're just playing a three mana three, four. Um, but still, I think there's plenty to do with that. I gave it a four just because like treants can cost one mana. So literally you can play with an innervate, play this on turn three or the coin and put down a tree and get a five, five and a three, four. So yeah, I like it. I think it's pretty strong. Uh, I gave it a four as well. I do think that like with Druid trans abound, like you're going to be able to find one somehow. So this seems like a good, uh, good play. All right. Our next one here is embrace of nature. It is the one mana nature spell with forge that was shown uh, like with the initial reveal of the set, but it is uh, draw a choose one card, forge, it has both effects combined. So you have to pay one uh, to play it, but you can pay two mana to forge it and then pay the one for a total of three mana spent. And then you get to draw, choose one card with both effects combined. I am putting this again at a three. I just think this is pretty solid. I'm a fan of forged as an effect so i th i think especially with the cost of this one and now seeing some more uh choose one stuff i think this is pretty nice um i gave it a three it just um i think it's really strong and like um for three mana to get to discover a choose one and then get both effects seems really good so i think it's just very solid uh, yeah, I give it a four. Also, because it's not just a choose one spell, it's a choose one card. So like if you're getting to get you might get lucky with some stuff. Um, so yeah, I put it as a four. True, true. There are choose one minions that this can draw to. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one we have is Frost Lotus Seedling. It's a three mana nature spell. Draw one card, gain four armor, and it says blossoms in three turns. 
So after three turns, it changes into Frost Lotus Blossom instead of Frost Lotus Seedling, which will be three mana nature spell as well, but it draws two cards and gains eight armor. Um, pretty solid. I put this as a three. Again, like some of these, I'm not really sure where they're going to fit or like how good they'll be. So I'm just kind of going kind of in the middle, but um, that seems pretty neat. It seems really flexible in terms of if you want to use it like before it blossoms or not. Um the fact that the mana cost is the same is absolutely kind of nutty to me. You just have to wait. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I gave it a three as well. Like it's flexible. It's not great. Like it's not amazing for three mana. What, you know, draw one card, get four armor, but it's acceptable. If you wait the three turns, if you can, like it becomes really good. Draw two cards, eight armor. I think this is an interesting, uh, effect i like it a lot so so it seems very solid i think this is the first one where we've all rated it the same i gave it a three as well because yeah it just does seem solid and that's exactly what the rating of three is there for it's good (laughs) all right sweet we're moving into our commons here the first one we have is cultivation it's an eight mana nature spell give your minions plus two plus two and it costs one less for each treant you've summoned this game. Oh, oh, my, um, my aggro heart is so, so happy here. This is a five. I love this card. <laughs> I'm going to be summoning treants all day and then buffing them up for free. Let's go. Yep. Love it. I give it a four. It's really, really good. It, I wish it would have been like a seven. Because, like, paying seven for this would be fine, like, if you haven't played any treants, but, like, it's just a really strong card in a deck that you're running treants. So, yeah, I also gave it a four, just because, you know, with all the minions that you're going to be able to buff, this is, like, you know, if you're running a treant deck, obviously you're going for, like, little piecemeal guys, Uh, so you should have a few. This seems really solid. All right. Next one we have is Forest Seedlings. It is a one mana spell. Summon two one one saplings and it blossoms in two turns. So after two turns, it then becomes Forest Blossoms at one mana. Summon two 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 treants. Uh, This one again, this is another one that just seems super flexible. I'm giving this a four. Um, If you want to pay one to summon two one one saplings, sweet. If you want to wait a couple of turns until they're treants, Summon a couple of treants for one mana. That also seems great. Uh, Yeah, seems really, really cool. Yeah, I gave this a four as well. It is, I mean, talking about the uh, uh, conservator nymph, like, this goes perfect with it. So, like, and even if you just pay one and get one imp or one sapling, uh, or, I mean, if you wait the turn, the two turns and get the two treants, it just adds up real quick. Yeah, I like it. So I gave it a three for being solid, but I think I was kind of underestimating it, like hearing your guys's, uh, um, like reasoning. So I gave it a three, but I definitely see it being like a linchpin piece in some decks. Also, can we just, I mean, I'm sorry, but those are like the happiest of trees they are mm-hmm. freaking trees with colorful, like, afros. I'm sorry. That just makes my 
heart so happy. I love it. I love it too. It is very cute. All right. And our last druid card is Life Binder's Gift. It's a two mana nature spell. Choose one, get two random nature spells, or reduce the cost of spells in your hand by one. Oh, another. All of these. Uh, uh, what are they called? Commons. All these commons. I'm just like all over these. I gave this one a four as well. I think this is so good. And I'm just thinking reducing the cost of stuff in your hand. How about a free forest blossoms and an additional discount for that cultivation that's suddenly going to be free very, very quickly if you can pull this off. Like, I'm so excited. Um. Yeah, I gave this a four as well. This is just who this is. This is fire. I love it. And another four. You know, you guys are right. It's going to be good. And I'm excited. Yeah, Druid, let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. Then we have, we'll move on to Hunter. And first up, we have the Titan, Agamar the Avenger. Um, so this is the six mana, three, seven Titan. Battlecry, equip a three, three, uh, can't read the weapon name sorry um i can't pronounce it either but it's the one that gives effects on the weapon and they're permanent on the weapon i gave this a two i am it requires you having a weapon and weapon destruction is readily available and like i don't know i it doesn't strike me as super powerful could be wrong but it just does not move the needle enough for me to care about this so i gave it a four i definitely think it's not one of the stronger titans but i still think its effect is enough to like garner it a four because it's still like a pretty good card all in all yeah, I went with a three. I mean, you play it and you immediately get to equip the weapon and then you can pick one of those effects like you have a weapon already, at least with playing it. But yeah, on their own, I, I'm not super impressed with like the abilities and it just doesn't seem like it feels like Hunter to me. Like, I don't know, the the options and stuff, I think flavor wise don't feel like Hunter. All right, uh, then we have Hodir, Father of the Giants. It is an 8-mana, eight 8-8. Eight, eight. cry. set the stats of the next uh, three minions you play to 8-8. Eight, eight. Uh, I gave this a 2. Like, it's an 8-8 eight, eight that doesn't necessarily do anything the turn it comes down, which seems kind of slow for Hunter. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm not a fan. So I gave this a four. I think that like there's enough to do with like it, it is an eight mana eight eight if nothing else that's gigantic but then it has this other effect and like I think that's pretty good and you know with like the the big old guy hunter I think this is going to be kind of amazing because next turn you could potentially if you're playing cheaper minions you could have um, you know 24 attack down for only like three mana if you're playing like those cheap little guy you know like you can take a zero cost like tiffin and or whatever tiny tiny fan whatever those things are and turn it into an eight eight you know so i think that's kind of amazing 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably leaning more towards Cat with this one. I gave it a two. <laughs> like, I I want to believe that this card is awesome, but at the same time, uh, for me, I think it's also the fact that it says the next three minions you play. So, like, you have to play this and then play more minions. If you could play this and then summon stuff that just became 8-8s, we might be talking because uh, this into, like, just resummoning minions of yours that uh, are, like, what? What's the, uh, that eight cost spell that resummons your five cost beasts or whatever? Like, that would be pretty neat. And then setting those to eight eights or something. Like, cool. I don't know. I'm just, I, I think this is just missing something for me at this point. Yeah, exactly. All right. So then we have Absorbent Parasite. It is a two mana, three one magnetic rush. <laughs> can magnetize to mechs and beasts. I give this a four. Like, this is just... Uh, it feels like everything Hunter wants because it... Like, with the wild seeds, like, you can put it on wild seeds, you can put it on so many different things and give them rush in Hunter plus three, plus one. Seems phenomenal. I gave it... Yeah, so I like it at a four. So I gave it a five just because like you're right, magnetizing to beasts, that's kind of incredible. Um, uh, I think it this can be used to great effect and it'll be interesting um, to see how scary it is to play against it. Yep, it's a five for me as well. This is magnetic to multiple things, but also rush. And I think we have seen with other cards how impactful not only rushes, but when you can magnetize and be able to rush something like oh, just it's so good. Um, the stats are like weird, but I still think this is awesome. And I hope that we see uh, maybe another something like this for a different like mechs plus a different archetype, like in the mini set or something, just because I think this idea and I'm really playing with magnetic and magnetized stuff um, throughout this year is super exciting. Okay, then we move on to the Starstrung Bow. It is a 6-mana, six 6-2 six weapon. Cost 1 less for each uh, friendly secret that has been triggered this game. I give this a 3. Just be It's a really strong weapon. It's a 6-2, which Hunter absolutely loves. It requires you to trigger secrets, which is pretty easy to do so like if you trigger like two this becomes like a four cost weapon seems really solid so i liked it as a three uh so i gave this a five um because to me this is like okay it's essentially a six mana with uh it's got six attack and charge because you can just use it directly for mm -hmm. um and considering how well like different hunter weapons have gone I just thought this was going to be strong as hell. I kind of floated back and forth between three and four on this one, but I think I'm going to end up on three. Um, just thinking about the fact that it, it only gets one less cost for each secret that's been triggered. But you also have to pay two mana for the secrets themselves. Uh, whereas I think the 
kind of druid that we were just talking about almost had the opposite effect, right? The the big cultivation spell that got cheaper for each treant. Then you had like a super cheap treant spell that summoned multiple things. So you're going to be discounting that multiple times for one thing. It's kind of the opposite case here. And it makes me think that that's just a little bit more clunky than what we would like as hunters. Uh, so I'm going to land on a three, but it's a pretty cool concept. Um, next we have always a bigger Jarmonger. It is a one mana spell. Um, give a minion plus two attack and excess damage dealt by attacks. This turn, this, uh, attacks, uh, the enemy hero. I'm sorry. My eyes are fading at this point in time. Leaving. <laughs> I apologize. So it's trample. Played magic. It, this is trample. It splashes through any damage on the minion. Excess damage goes to the hero. And apparently this does work with, uh, Howl Hound. So you can have that happen three times. So I give this a four because this gives a minion plus two attack and excess damage goes to the face. Like, how is that not something hundred? Like, I honestly, it's a five. I'm just going to say this is a five, possibly a six. I was silly to think it was only a four. This card's nuts. I was going to say, I gave it a five as well. And I was starting to be worried. Like, I've kind of overestimated some of these hunter cards based on what you guys have been giving them. But this just does seem so strong. Just bonkers strong. So, yeah, I give it a five. All right. Well, here's the secret. I also had it at a four. But you know what? I'm bumping it up to <laughs> as well let's go yeah this is really sweet and i think the fact that it does work with things like hollow hound just make it even better but this is the kind of thing that hunter loves i mean what usually stops hunter from dealing face damage especially with like a big thing something like taunt yeah who cares now right like even if you it's turn nine maybe you've played a, a big minion and uh, you can play this for one mana. The fact that it's one mana, you can fit it in into a lot of turns. Even being able to play this uh, late game, like with Crush, and just deal a bunch of excess damage. Maybe not a bunch, but depending on the size of the minion, you can deal significant potential damage amounts. And that seems sweet. Uh, next, we have Observer of Myths. It is a two mana, one four. After you summon a minion with more attack than this, give all friendly minions plus one attack. It's a one four. So anything you summon basically besides this gives your board plus one attack. Uh, I mean, it requires you to have a board, but this seems like a very solid tool for hunters. So I gave it a three. I gave it a four. I do think I tend to like rank these higher um, because you're right. Like you'll probably at least, you're for sure gonna get one thing to like pop off on this and then probably more. And if you have like your board pretty full, that's really kind of makes a huge difference. Um, so I gave it a four. So I also gave this one a four and I think the card or like the maybe um, order of operations, the kind of way that I see this working is very similar to uh, Blood Matriarch Liadrin for Paladin. Of course, it's a little bit opposite, right? But I still think Hunter 
with that ability to play something with a little bit more attack than this and then have this potential just seems so so cool like plus it's all friendly minions it's not you know just beasts it's not whatever like it's all minions and i think we've also seen some really good benefits with things like that in demon hunter so i think that there's a lot of potential for it in hunter here as well okay and then titan forge traps it's a two mana spell discover it and cast a secret forge do it twice um i give this a three i mean it's a really solid it's a choose a secret and it casts that secret, which is something that has happened before with Hunter. That turns out to be very good. And if you spend the mana, it, it costs you exactly the same. And you get to do it twice. It just, like, it's not, like, a real deal, but it's two cards packed in one for the same exact price. So, it's two secrets and one card for four mana. Seems very solid. So I gave it a four just because like I love the fact that rather than like sticking to like you would have to take up two spaces in your deck for and it's not nearly as flexible to have like the same amount of secrets. So this just seems pretty solid to me. So it's a four. Um, yeah, I think I gave it a four as well. So cross the board. Okay, um, then we have Awakening Tremors, which is a common. Uh, it's a one-mana spell. You get three, four, one worms. They cost one. Uh, that seems to go well with that Observer of Myths. Um, yeah, it's three, four, ones for one. And, like, you can make them rush with the uh, Parasite. You could give them and plus to attack and basically charge with with uh always a bigger like these are just really flexible beasts that like yes they die easily but they're a threat and they have to be dealt with um so like one mana you get three additional beasts that fit in i love this so i think it's i think it's a really solid card um very much a support card uh, so I gave it a three just because, like, you know, I've seen how effective schooling is in Shaman, and this kind of seems like their version of schooling, and I think it's pretty solid. Yep, I also gave it a three. I, I do definitely see the comparison to schooling. Yeah, these don't have Rush, but, I mean, honestly, even sometimes uh, we've seen with the 3-1 uh, Fox uh, from the, you know, sure that it has dormant for a turn but sometimes even the three one is threatening enough uh so this is even better yep okay and then we have bait and switch uh it's a two mana secret secret when a friendly minion is attacked give it plus three plus three excuse me <laughs> i give this a four this is like this feels like the best hunter secret we've seen in a while. Like, and there have been some good hunter secrets. Like, it just buffs whatever your, your opponent starts to attack. So like, Barrel of Monkeys becomes infinitely better turning a monkey into a 4-7. Like, this just, there's no downside to this. Like, it's like, oh, you attack my 1-1, one, one, it's now a 4-4. Four, four. I don't care. It, like it trades now like most of the time like it just like 
And with barrel, like the reason why I like this so much is barrel of monkeys. They are cards you have, like the minions you have to deal with. They're taunt minions you have to deal with. Unless you silence them and just go through them, you have to deal with them. And this just buffs. It seems really good. So yeah, uh, I give it a four. It's you're right. It's just making things way stronger. Uh, it's gonna have to make like you know your opponent change gears rather rapidly on they thought they were going to get through this one minion that is now sticky as hell and uh yeah pretty good so it's a four in my book yeah i had it as a three but i have bumped it up to a four so it's gonna be fours for all of us uh yeah seems pretty sweet i like this especially if you're able to uh i don't know like I, I think there's even more benefit beyond the taunt, but taunt is a really good example of that. But uh, I just love it. I don't know. Also, this with like hellhounds and giving even more lifesteal and potentially them not clearing a hellhound or the, not the hellhound, the hollow hound. Uh, that just seems like so significant to me, too. Like there's just some cases where you're like, wow, that just really makes a difference. Okay, and then we have, finally, we have Fable Star, the Fable Stable Hand. Okay, sorry. Whoo, Rush. It's a, God. Okay, it's a three mana, three, three with Rush. Battle Cry, if you control a minion with four or more attack, gain plus two, plus two. Um, this one's weird. I... Um, I mean, I guess that's a good reason for the, 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 uh, awakening tremors, like you, for, you can play that one before this one and you get a rushing five, five as opposed to it. I think it's a two in all honesty, like it just doesn't seem good enough. Uh, so I gave this a three, uh, I think it's kind of like it seems good enough on its own and if you're able to get that bonus then that's kind of makes it super nice so it's just a decent in my book i just went with a two on this one i don't know it's it seems weird for hunter to me and it's also like it's weird to look at it and be like it's not a beast well, why <laughs> don't we have beasts and, and mechs and stuff in hunter i don't want just a regular minion this is weird uh so i'm just gonna go for with two for now all right so moving on to mage we've got our uh legendary titan and i always screw up like it's norganon right and not norgan yeah it's norganon yes. um i have to remember because it's the opposite of zelda so <laughs> he's a six mana three a and after this uses a, a ability double the power of your other abilities i gave this a five um i mean i gave it a four initially but i actually want it as a five like that doubling you're probably going to be able to get off like two different things and i think it's fun and i definitely think it'll see a ton of play i gave it a four i think it's pretty solid I think some of the um, abilities just on their own, even if you don't get all three, even if you don't get two, I think that it's it has enough flexibility and especially for Mage, it seems pretty great. I gave it a three. I This is me not knowing the Titans. Uh, the abilities are super useful, but like if you only get one of them off, like I'm just like, is it worth it? 
I don't know. So, yeah. Three for me. All right. So our next legendary is Sif. Uh, she's a six mana, four, six spell damage plus one, and it is improved by each spell school you've cast this game. I gave this a four, uh, spell damage can be really amazing. And honestly, they're going for like the multi-school system with this, like what they're bringing out. And I think it'll be a lot of fun to play with. I gave it a three. Yeah. I think this is going to be really interesting. I I'm kind of curious on the like multiple spell school thing. Um, Cause I feel like we've seen that before and it was pretty good, but also it's like only some of the, the cards and support for that ended up being good. So this being at six mana, we'll see. Shoot. Um, I gave this a two. It's just, I like some of the other spell school stuff better. It just, this is like, super expensive for that spell damage and it's not reoccurring or anything like that so i just eh, i'm i'm mild on it all right so moving on is um our seven mana spell elemental inspiration summon a four or five vortex with a random bonus effect for each spell school you've uh have cast this game i give this a three uh it's kind of really expensive for not being able to you know uh decide anything about what you're going to be able to get and so like i think it'll see some play but i'm just not sure about how it's going to go overall yeah i am kind of on that on that same train too like i also gave it a three like i mean you You'll get multiple bodies, depending on how many schools you've played. So, like, that seems kind of nice. And they're, you know, four or fives. That's pretty decent. But uh, is it going to be enough of a payoff, I think, is kind of what I'm wondering right now. Okay, so this is interesting. I think I mistakenly read it is, like, your four or five vortex is going to get, like, that one thing is going to get a different bonus effect. So it could be just the one minion with, like, divine shield and wind fury and taunt and whatever whereas like you're saying like that's going to give you a different yeah you yeah yeah you get as many minions as school spell schools you've played yes um so and each one has like one has stealth one has divine shield one has wind fury spell damage lifesteal all that stuff so taunt i give this a three i mean eh it, I, yeah, I mean, this is like the high end payoff, I guess, of it, but it, I don't know. It might be a two. All right. So, our next um, is a five mana spell, Wisdom of Norganon. It's draw two cards, cost one less for each different uh, spell school you've cast this game. I give this a three. Like, you're never going to be playing this at five because then that would be absolutely, like, ridiculous. But if you can get this out pretty cheap because of the other things you're doing, then it just turns into decent draw. I gave this a four. I I think that this is a payoff for playing different spell schools. I don't know. Maybe you want to just play different card draw <laughs> anyways, but... Uh, it being an arcane spell itself, I think, also makes it a lot better. Yeah, I give it a four as well. It seems nutty. Okay, so 
moving on to our rares, we've got a one mana spell, Discovery of Magic. Discover a spell from a spell school that you haven't uh, cast this game from any class. I gave this a five. This seems amazing. Like this is good for both early game to like kind of try to like figure some stuff out. And then for like late game where you could just have any random school spell and therefore like all your effects get better. This seems really great. Yeah, this one's really interesting. I, I'm going to go for a four on it, but it's like the the fact that it says something you haven't cast this game could mean that like maybe you have one in your hand that you're going to play on turn three or four. And you're like, man, I hope I don't get like that fire spell school or something. And maybe it gives you that, uh, which could be a downside. But um, I do think that there's certainly a lot of flexibility here and just the one mana to get something that you haven't played to try to keep your... Uh, multiple spell school thing going still seems pretty decent and usually discovering a, a spell is what mage wants to do even if it's from another class there's typically something you can find that you want yeah i gave it a three as well i or mean i gave it a three i think it's interesting and like it has some upside but like you kind of lock it off the later the, the game goes on so i think it's interesting so three Okay, so next up, we've got a four mana, three, four, Inquisitive Creation. Battlecry, deal one damage to all enemy minions, and it's, once again, improved by uh, each spell school. I give this a three. Like, this is pretty solid if you're going to be playing those different spell schools anyways to get this, like, area of effect attack. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I also gave it a three. I think that's pretty solid. It's um, only going to hit enemy minions. It's not going to hit your minions at all. So that's uh, significant. And I I imagine you can probably get this to be like deal three damage on average. If, if you really like build the deck this way, it probably wouldn't be too hard to get this to deal three damage on curve. Like, right, if you're playing this on turn four. So that seems pretty neat like a four mana three four that deals three to all enemy minions <laughs> seems kind of nice i don't think i could say anything else i gave it a three as well for pretty much that all right so our last rare is a four mana four four unchained gladiator battle cry draw a card repeat for each elemental you've played last turn um this is also an elemental i Maybe I got too judgy here. I haven't loved elementals with mage, so I gave this a two, but like maybe it's not quite that bad. But yeah, I gave it I, a two. I'm right there with you. I'm right okay. there with you. I also gave this one a two. Like I I haven't felt like elemental mage has been a thing. Alright. And you know what? Just if we're doing these elementals, especially the next one we're gonna talk about, just Give me elemental shaman back. Stop trying to put it in mage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 100%. I gave it a two exactly for that. It's just, uh Yeah. I'm so glad that we can agree there because I was like worried that I was being too harsh with it, but no. Um, so next up in our commons is a two mana, two, two aqua archivist. Uh, Battle cry, the next elemental you play costs two less. I give this a three just because like it's a, you know, things being cheaper is slightly decent, but it's still not terribly exciting. Meh. I gave this one a four. 
I think the being able to play something and then get another thing discounted, like elementals and mechs, murlocs, whatever, that kind of thing has always been really, really cool to me. And I think it's been a huge payoff. Again, this one, please, can we just, I would love to see this back in Shaman. Can we just have this in Shaman? Can this just, <laughs> can we just change the, uh, the background art there and uh, make it a Shaman card? Okay, thanks. Um, I gave it a three as well. I mean, because it's basically free. So I don't know how well it's going to be, but it does something decent. So yeah, three for me. Okay, so next up is a two mana, two, three, Chillomatic. Uh, this is a mech that is magnetic and it freezes any character damaged by this minion. Um, I, I'm going to give this a five. I'm going to be so honest. I love him as a character and that is great like he probably deserves a four because like that's a good effect and it's magnetic so you know like you can add it to whatever but he on his own is cool as hell and uh he's like bartender robot and uh he's great i think he's amazing that is true the art is pretty great uh the card itself i don't know i'm giving it a two because i just is mechs in mage like still that relevant are there still that many good mechs to actually pull off things like mech mage and does this help because i think a lot of the mech decks want to be a little bit more aggressive and maybe if you're getting to magnetize this to something and then you hit your opponent's face and it freezes their face cool but like is is this doing enough i feel like is the question here and i right now i don't think it is all right, I'm about to blow your mind. I give this a four. Sharkomatic. That every single missile fired freezes. <gasps> no. Oh my god. Okay. All Read right. It. Read All right. It. You're, it you're, you're, oh. Freeze any character damaged yep. by this minion. Oh. Attach it to Sharkomatic. All of a sudden, oh. you start. <laughs> yep. I'm already okay. obsessed with Mech Mage, and right. I've like painted. Uh, Sharky Boy, and so I kind of forgot that like it's just damage, not mm -hmm. hit yep. by. Okay, you right. know what? You know what? This Amazing. is a four. All right, I'm <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I knew I would. That was that was the selling point for me. I was yep. like, yep, no, no, it can work on Sharkomatic. Yep, no, right. I'm I'm sold. All right, and you know what? I am now going to imagine. So he he's just like chilled back, right? Laying in this like lawn chair. I am now going to imagine this lawn chair. The rest of the artwork underneath, he's actually on top of of uh, Sharkomatic. That's that's what I'm going to envision in my head now. He's actually chilling on a chair on top of Sharkomatic. Yep. All right, I'm glad that we have all now found our love for uh, chill guy. Uh, so next is uh, a three mana spell. It's Molten Rune. It's a uh, uh, deal three damage, get a random spell, and when you forge this card, it casts twice. I gave this a three. I think it's pretty solid. I don't like love that it's just any random spell, but sometimes those are fun, and I honestly, if I'm true about what I like, I live for the Chaos decks, so I kind of like it. 
I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this a three. I think it's pretty solid. Uh, you can send that damage anywhere. It's a fire spell. So if you're trying to do like multiple spell schools, cool. You've got a fire thing. But I mean, dealing three damage twice to your opponent's face or a larger minion uh, seems very, very good. We've seen that also with the concoctions in Rogue. It literally is the same thing. If you choose the three damage thing, it says three to three damage twice. Uh, and that has been very good. So I don't see why this wouldn't at least be solid. I give this a four. This is like five mana fireball. <laughs> it's 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 a fireball that gives you two random spells. Like it just seems like everything mage wants, and you can do that on a turn when you don't really want to do anything else. Like this, like this being able to be forged and then get two additional spells out of it, where mage has a lot of damage spells and draw, and it just. Yes, I love everything about this. So it's a four for me. All right. Uh, let's get into some Paladin cards. This will be our last class for the, this episode. But we're going to get into the Titan first. Like we've been, we have Amethyst, the Peacekeeper. Uh, she is a seven mana, one attack, eight health Titan. She has Taunt. And your minions can't take more than two damage at once. Uh, so, of course, her three abilities, uh, you can give your other minions plus two plus two. You can set the attack and health of all enemy minions to two. And you can draw two minions, set their attack, health, and cost to two. So a lot of things focused on, like, twos, uh, which uh, for me, I do also wish that she had two attack herself, but... She would probably just be like way, way too strong <laughs> if that were the case. Um, but I think it's pretty solid all around. I think also for Paladin, the different abilities are pretty sweet. I think there's a use for all of them. And uh, you probably will only get one of them, though, with her being a taunt. That's kind of the weird thing for me. Um, but I'm still going to put her as a four. I give her four as well. Like, it feels like she can really affect the board when she comes down. And that's what I'm looking for for something like this. She can only take two damage at a time. Seems very, very strong. So, yeah, I like her. Uh, so I gave her a four as well. Like, I definitely do think there are drawbacks with it being taunt. But, you know, with the taking only two damage at a time, I do think that that is pretty good. Our next legendary here is Tear. It's a seven mana, four, five. Battlecry, resurrect a two, three, and four attack paladin minion. Okay, so there's a lot going on with this one because we're, we've seen a lot of resurrect effects, but this one is focused on the attack of the minion and not the mana cost. And it's also paladin specific. Um, I don't know how to rate this one because... I think you really can get very specific minions that are solid in what you want in that resurrect like effect, but also paying seven mana is kind of hefty for that. So, and they obviously you would have to have played them and then have them die. I, I, I'm not really sure where to put this. So I'm just going to go for a three to start and then uh, we'll see. Um, I give this a four and I'll tell you why. Um, because I think the setup is the Disciple of Adamus, Earthen Golem, and then Stoneheart King. Like, that's your two, three, four. 
I think that's what you're going for with this combination. Um, and then your board just goes nuts with that. Like that just like blows up your board. We'll explain that as we're getting through it. Um, which the disciples the next card up. So you'll see kind of where I'm going with this. I give it a four as well. Like, you know, this is with it being the attack amount, like you're going to be able to be really specific with what you have come back to life. And I think it'll be kind of, uh, you know, a balancing act of um, if you're able to pull all this off. Uh, going into our epics, that one that Kat just mentioned, Disciple of Amethyst, it's a six mana, four, six. At the end of your turn, summon a two, two earthen that gains plus two, plus two for each other earthen you've summoned this game. Uh, so I do want to note, though, the earthen golem, uh, it is that two, two, but it says after this is summoned, gain plus two, plus two for each other that you've gained. So it starts as that two, two, and then we'll get the buff. Uh, which is significant because that means that those bodies can be silenced. Uh, this is the comparison that I feel like I've seen is back to like Jade Golems. Uh, so for anybody that was playing before that remembers Jades and how those built up, uh, you could not silence those. <laughs> those were just, that was the size of the body. Uh, but this one is a 2-2 and then gets the bonus. Um, so you can silence it. I don't know how, you know, how impactful that will be in some cases. It might not matter in some cases or people, you know, aren't going to be running silence, but um, I don't know for this one, the end of turn effect seems pretty sweet. And especially once you get these going, uh, I think that's pretty awesome, but I gave it a three. I also gave it a three. I don't think it's super like, I don't think it's like broken on its own, but it's it's the synergy. It's a solid piece of that that package. So like, I think it's just a really solid uh, six drop. So I also gave it a three, and I kind of think you hit it on the head, like that. It's just going to be a part of that total piece, like it on its own, not the most impactful, but it like synergized with the other things. Going to be kind of interesting to see. All right, uh, and then our other epic is Judge Unworthy. It's a four mana spell. Set an enemy minion's health to one. Then deal damage to all enemies. Okay, uh, I think it's okay. I gave it a two, though, because for four mana, I don't know, you're dealing one to all enemies and you're only setting the health of all one. So it's kind of, I guess, a single minion clear that has an upside of dealing one damage to all uh, all of the other enemies, but uh, okay, I don't I don't really see why we may need to do that for four mana. It's like a quality and consecrate for one single target in one single card. It also hits their face, which is not insignificant. Like one damage can make or break a game one hundred percent. So like. I think this is a solid clear. It's just a single target clear, but it's only one card and you only need that one card to do it. Like you don't have to have the equality consecrate to clear one minion. This like does one thing, which I think, you know, I think some of the times this is a little bit more useful and it can do some other things too. So I like it as a three. 
Uh, so I ended up giving it a four just because like I know how impactful occasionally, um, you know, being able to clear out one minion is and maybe maybe I'm too traumatized from like those times, but uh, I give it a four. Uh, then next up, we go into our rares. The first one we have is Stoneheart King. It's a four mana, three, two. Death Rattle. Summon a two, two earthen. The gains plus two, plus two for each other earthen you've summoned this game. Um, on its own, I'm giving it a two plus. I don't know. Like, I think uh, this is probably like if you're playing these cards you're playing probably the whole package right like you're not just playing one of the cards and being like cool i'll just like randomly summon this other thing uh you're kind of playing all of the cards so it almost feels like its own um archetype or its own little like package of cards so it feels a little fringe to me um i don't know i i think the death rattle is significant on this one though because of what uh what you mentioned earlier cat where if you're resummoning this with tear then it's significant that it's a death rattle and not like a battle cry. Yeah, exactly. Um, I give it a two as well. It's just, it's only in that deck that you're not going to just randomly put this in a, in another paladin deck. It's only going to fit in that. And that you have to have that whole package to do it. Otherwise this is not significant enough. Yeah, so I ended up giving it a three just because, like, it is part of all of that. And I think that'll end up good. And, you know, I do think it is nice that it is a death rattle rather than anything else. All right. Uh, then next we have Tears. Tears. It's a five mana holy spell. Resurrect three different paladin minions. Set their stats to two, two. And Forge, resurrect another. Um... I'm just going in on a three for this one. Uh, I do think it is pretty nice to be able to resurrect some minions, especially paladin minions. People are probably still going to be playing like paladin only type decks with these, right? Um, paying five and the forge cost. So you're paying seven to then resurrect four minions. <sighs> Feels a little hefty, but we'll see. I don't know. It's also a holy spell. Maybe that's something. It's also like I think of it as the spellstone from Priest Days, because it, it it does it says different minions, so you can't re you if like you can't uh, re summon three Silverhand recruits. It's going to you know summon four different minions. So it like I don't know. It seems interesting. I give it a three as well. So I ended up giving it a four just because like with how well those things stack. Yeah, unfortunately, like, these aren't going to be getting, you know, it's just like about bringing back more minions. So it is a little bit frustrating that you can't have any more impact on which paladin minions are getting resummoned. But I still think it's good overall. So I gave it a four. All right. Um, then we have X. 2-1 Repair Bots. X-21 Repair Bot. He's a little 1-1, one, one, or a 1-mana, one 1-3 one, mech. And Death Rattle, return any mechs magnetized to this to your hand. I think that is a super cool effect. Uh, and I am giving him a 3. Because I also like 1-3s a lot. I give him a 4 because of the added value. It's a 1-3 that's very solid. And, like, if you magnetize Zilliax to this... 
Zillax comes back to your hand. You know, like there's other things that come back to your hand. Um, and especially like the noble mini bot too. Like it just feels like there's that this is a very cool thing to do. So I like this one a lot. I ended up giving it a six just because I think there's going to be a ton of unintended consequences with like the what you're able to do with it. And I think it's going to be kind of impressive, but maybe I'm just out here on a limb. Well, we are mech, uh, mech fans, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> we like our mechs around here. Gotta rip those mechs. That's right. All right. Well, let's get into our commons for Paladin here. The first one we have is Astral Serpent, a four mana, three, three dragon. At the end of your turn, if this didn't attack, draw two cards. And it does note, it does work the turn you play it. So you play this, obviously the first turn that you play it, you cannot attack with it, but you will still get to draw two cards. Uh, yep. Yep, please. I like this. Uh, also, the artwork is gorgeous. Um, this is a four for me. I give it a five. Like, the fact that there's multiple ways to discover dragons in Paladin and have added benefits, like... This is this is perfect. Like you, you can leave it dormant just to draw cards if you want to, essentially. But at least you get two cards off it. It's a three thirty dragon that draws you two cards. Like we used to pay five mana for Azure Drake. This is way better. <laughs> uh yeah, so I gave it a four. I it it has a ton of upsides. Like it's you know, not only is it a 3-3, but you also get to draw two based on that. And I think it's great. All right. Then we have uh, Inventor's Aura. It's a two mana holy spell. Your mechs cost one less, lasts two turns. Okay. I mean, seems pretty decent. Like, it's weird playing this instead of, again, as I mentioned earlier, right? Like the mech decks and those things, they kind of want to be aggressive. They want to be doing something. Um, so this feels like you might not necessarily be doing something, but it also does make all your mechs cost less. So you're paying the two up front, but you could potentially be getting a lot back in terms of the cost and be able to play a lot more things potentially earlier than you would. Uh, and I think that's pretty great. So I think it's solid and something you want to probably try in your mech decks. I gave it a three. Perfect. I gave it a three as well. <laughs> I can't add any more to that. Um, I ended up giving it a four just because in Mage there was like Seafloor Getaway and that was like only ones that you had in your hand. This is any that you can get a hold of and that ended up being so impactful. So yeah, I give it a four. All right, are you ready to talk about the last one? I love this card. <laughs> Noble Minibots. It's a two I mana. Too. I know, it's so great. Okay, so he's a two mana, two, three mech with magnetic. After this attacks, give a random minion in your hand, plus one, plus one. Right, to be fair, I'm giving the card in itself a three. Like, I, he's not overpowered, he's not broken, but. Oh my gosh. Okay, the artwork is amazing. It's also a reference to the old school mini bot, which is great. And in the artwork, you see this like this cute little mech and he's like holding up a shield. And behind him, you see another little mech. And this got revealed kind of early on. But then we found out once the X21 repair bot got revealed, the X21 repair bot 
is the artwork of the little one that's like behind the snowball mini bot with the shield. And that's so cute. And it's like, oh my gosh. Okay, so the noble mini bot is like protecting and then the repair bot is like behind him fixing the little broken wheel on him. And it's like, oh, that's just so great. I love it. It's very good. I think it's a three as well. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Yeah. I, just me continuing overvaluing Max. I ended up giving it a four just because like I, I also because it's cute you know like you're allowed to give points for that uh so i mean max like i guess i'd even remember this but uh still we have radar detector in paladin so inventor's aura and this and Mm -hmm. x21 repair bot i think you could really ramp it up to 11 in mac paladin um with all these new mechs so Yes. All right. I'm going to have that voice line stuck in my head now. (laughs) Ramp it up to 11. (laughs) Exactly. I've seen that a lot recently. Anyways, this is the first half of our set review. We have gone through Paladin. Next week, we will pick up with Priest. We'll go through Priest all the way to Warrior and then do uh, Neutrals as well. So... Um, let's just go ahead and sign off. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can find, uh, you can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. Uh, follow our top pin tweet to join the Dr3 Discord. You can find me on Twitter at Alkaline underscore cat. Twitch, Alkaline cat. Blue sky, Alkaline cat. So, common theme here. So, I'm, I'm, Branching out a little bit. So, Dragon Rider, what about you? Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter, X, I don't know, whatever it is now. Uh, who yeah. knows for how long? Uh, you can, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, for now, I am there on uh, Do- Donnie DK, D A W N I E D K. You can find me on Twitch and my YouTube, Dragon Rider TCCG, or head on over to dragonridertcg.com. And Smarms, take us home. All right, you can find me on both Twitter and Twitch at Send Me Your Arms and also on Blizzlet. Excellent. Thank you guys for hanging out and listening to uh, the first set, our half of our set review. We look forward to reviewing the rest of it next week with you. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Turn it up to 11. Boom.